Hello. I'm Spice. I'm Salty, and this is the Salty and Spice podcast. Welcome to the show. We got a got a good one for you today. We think it's going to be about this is a scenario and how to deal with it. So what we're doing is we're um, apologize for any road noise you happen to hear. We're as usual on the road. It's a Saturday, which is our podcast day, and as usual, we are traveling due to that's what we do. We're on our way to from North Missouri into Iowa yet again, as often happens this time of year. So on our way, we're going to be spilling the knowledge on you. So uh, spices and, and inviting you to consider how you would deal with this kind of situation. That's really kind of the heart of the matter. Yeah, we're go- we're going to do several of these podcasts in the future. Of uh, we're going to bring up a uh, scenario, a situation, and then we're going to play it out a little bit and let you think about your preparations of how you would handle this situation. Now we know how we're going to handle it because. What we're bringing up is something that we have previously discussed, and uh, so we have we have a definite plan for our family, and so I'm going to let her share the uh, scenario and information, and then we'll talk about what she comes up with. So, go for it. What we've got is an average workday. You have uh, traveled out of town to an area you rarely go to, a fairly new area to you. How far? Uh, hours drive from home. Okay. You're not forever from home. Uh, your family is out and about scattered to the four winds, as families tend to be on work days. If you got kids, maybe they're off at school, maybe your spouse is working, maybe your spouse is home. People all over the place, as usual. There is an unexpected and unannounced solar storm. It's not the big one. It's not one that's heavy enough to fry every electronics in sight and kick us back to the Stone Age. Which we is could, good, because that would stink. Yeah, and it would also be impossible to deal with in a podcast. It's yeah, fairly hard I mean, to deal yeah. with under any circumstance, <laughs> frankly. Okay. But we wanted to make this manageable. So the electronics are not fried, but there is so much ionization in the atmosphere from all the little uh, plasma ejected from this solar storm that the satellites are not communicating effectively. There's too much noise for effective communication to and from the satellites. Uh, cell phone communications are inoperable, and radios give you a whole bunch of white noise and nothing else. So you got no cell phones, you got no internet, you got no radios, you got no satellite contact. How's the power? Do we have power? Oops, sorry. Up the the uh, electrical power grid is functional, but things that rely on electronic communication of how to use the power Okay. If you're using the airwaves, those are messed up. Internet down? Internet's down. Your car runs, but you're an hour's drive from home. What's the first problem and how do you deal with it? Lights are still on. Phones aren't working. Uh, people around you are trying to use their cell phones to call for people, and none of their cell phones are working. Right. You realize there's a problem. Now, if I'm an hour away, I have no idea that the cell phones are not working, so I just continue on about my day. Because I will not be, you know, I will not be using my cell phone. But you find yourself sitting at a stoplight for quite a while because the little detector that notices that a car has come up and changes the light for you when a car approaches isn't detecting anything. If it does that, they're programmed and they will go to blinking red by default. So So then you just do the blinking red 
protocol. If all the lights start blinking, well, then I don't know. I, I continue on about my name. I'm assuming I'm in a car. You're in a car, and all the lights are blinking red. It is impossible to not notice that the drivers around you are even more cell phone obsessed while driving than usual. In fact, there's been an accident up ahead of you because some guy was freaked out that his text wasn't going through and wasn't watching his driving. You discover that you have to change your route because this guy was paying attention to his cell phone and he got into an accident. It was on a bridge. Bridge is blocked up. You got to find a new route. Oh, look, your GPS isn't showing you a new route. It's frozen on the old one. I now I got two ways of answering this question. And it, my, how I answer this question is whether my prepper brain has taken over from my normalcy bias brain. Because we expect, we hear quacking, we expect ducks. Okay? We workflow the norm and not the exception in our lives. The norm is not giant solar storm came down and zapped all this stuff. That's not the norm. The norm is some local utility has had a has had a catastrophic and has had a failure or something. That's the norm. Okay, I'll give you this one. While you're going to turn on your audio book, you accidentally knock the the radio button instead, and instead of the radio coming on as usual, it's an extremely loud white noise hiss. On the, it's on the usual station. That raises your suspicion. You flick around on the radio. You notice white noise on all the radio stations. I notice something's wrong. You do. I continue on to my goal because I am work-oriented. This is what I do. You're asking what I do. This isn't, this isn't what the scenario says I should do. How are you going to get there? Because the route you were planning on taking has an accident blocking up the road that's clearly going to be there for a while. You're in relatively unfamiliar territory, and the GPS isn't responding. You're asking how I'm going to do it or how a normal person should do it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to turn sideways, figuring that all the roads run north and south, and if I just turn west for a little ways, there'll be another road running north. That's how I would do it. I don't need a map. You're a guy. Of course you don't. I don't need a map. <laughs> or if it's actually really me in this scenario, I reach into that glove box because I have a map of every single state within bordering my state in that glove box. I grab a physical map. That's me. All right. <laughs> because I'm prepared for the GPS to not work. So what you did... In the, in the first instance, is you went to find a side road because most of the roads run north and south. Right. Um, when you saw that that plan wasn't going to work because the road suddenly took a, uh, took a hard turn, you stopped and looked at your map. Do you have a compass? Do I have a compass? Yes. It's a cloudy day and it's rainy. And which way's north on the map? Absolutely, I have a compass. All right. I've got my little black bag, which is sitting right behind us. I have a very good compass. And you know darn well I have a good compass in that black bag because you packed that bag a time or two. Well, I wanted to bring it up. So there we are. <laughs> okay. Now, we're, we're joking around. We're laughing around because we realize we are not normal people. Okay? We have pre-thought out all this stuff. We are carrying with us a get-home bag. We, we don't carry with us the 
inch bags, I'm never coming home bags, we don't carry those because that's just silly. Because we live in an area where we can get home even if we have to walk it. Um, so we don't carry inch bags with us. But we do carry 72-hour um, type bags with us. And that's just, they're in every vehicle we own. And in that we have compass, we have flashlight, non-LED flashlight, I'll have you know. There's something that does not require electronics. We have, yeah, there's a bunch of turtles over there. It's a turtle day. We love seeing turtles. Excuse me, we love seeing turtles. Sweet Williams are out too. Yeah. It's when? It's spring. It's spring in, no, we're not quite in Iowa. We're almost in Iowa. Spring and almost in Iowa. So anyway, yeah, we have all that stuff. We have uh, the medicines that we use. We have those in the in the bag. We have... Oh, we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting okay. there. Anyway, you get the point. You have successfully found a route that works with your map and your compass. You uh, are going to have to stop for a little bit of gas because this is a longer drive than you were anticipating. You go through a small town. The pumps at this particular... This station is still open. But he's got to sign up. No credit cards. Okay. He's now, also got a more standard, always up sign, no checks. Now here's here's where here's where our reality is different than a lot of people's reality, because I'm what I'm doing is I'm poo pooing the the scenario as we're going along because I am prepared. One, I don't leave town without gas. Two, I don't leave town in a vehicle that doesn't have a 400-mile range, and I'm not going 400 miles and being an hour from home. Not going to happen. Three, I always carry cash, which, so this is, even if I needed it, it is not a problem. As long as people are taking cash, I'm in good shape. I always have at least 100 bucks squirreled away somewhere in the vehicle. Just That was the point I was right. trying to make Yeah, that's why I'm using the, this is what I do. Now, in any one of these scenarios, if you leave town without a full tank of gas, man, that's on you. You shouldn't do that. You should always keep your vehicles at least a half tank full. You should always know exactly what range your vehicle's going to have on a half tank of gas. So your, your car has a half tank of gas in it. What's its range? 150 comfortably. Uh, 175 reliably. 200 possibly, but I've never checked that low on the gauge. See? This is what I'm talking about. You should be able to look at your... This is part of being prepared. You should be able to look at your car gauge. Right now, I'm looking at my car gauge, and we're, you know, an hour's drive from home, and I'm still sitting on full. Now, in truth, we have to, we take extra care when we do this going to Iowa, because Iowa has higher gas prices than Missouri, so... But only a little higher. Um, but this is part of what we go through. We, we leave our vehicles with gas in them. Um... It's not that big of a deal if you're only going, like, going to work. She goes to work. I mean, she can hop on her bicycle and be home in an hour from work, hour and a half from work, if she has her bicycle with her. You know, this is not I can, a, I'm four blocks from home, so, you know. It only takes me an hour and a half to walk those four blocks, so I'm not real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy who walks it, really It only slow. takes me that long to walk home from work, too, but I'm more than four <laughs> blocks away. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, so right. the scenario that she's presenting, yeah. Okay, gas station, okay. only taking, you only had taking cash? cash. I have cash. Do you? Do you have enough cash to fill that tank of gas to get, at this point in time, you're probably thinking about getting 
If you don't have water in your car, which, of course, if you turn around and look in the back of this car, we have a case of water. Uh, actually, I have a case of water and a case of diet? Something or other that I need to get green out of. Green tea. Diet green tea. I need to get that out of the car and take that to work. I bought that for work. Yeah. Anyway, and then we do have water in the car. You were planning to stop for your prescription on the way home from work. I'm busted on that because (laughs) they're not going to be open. So nothing I can do about that. Uh, Actually, the place of business itself is open, but they don't have access to medical records. Right. So they're, they're... They can sell you. They can sell you the over-the-counter stuff, but that's not going to do me any good. So, do you have a few days worth of spares? That's the point I was trying well, to bring yes, up here. I do. You do, in fact. But, dear listener, do you have a few days worth of spares, or were you picking it up on the last day? Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Okay. I've got to go get some of one of my prescriptions. It's just a matter of I got to go. I got to call the people and get it done. Um, but it's not the last. Even if it goes to the end, which we're not going to let it go, but uh, even if it goes that way, we're not out. Now, this is something that, that uh, you can talk to uh, your doctor or your physician or whoever. It, it, it's hard because they don't want you to get very far ahead on your medicine. So... If you take medicines and you need to take the medicines, it's, it's something that you should try and, and say, look, I'm getting ready to travel and I don't think I can get my medicines. Or come up with a good, reasonable, but non-lying, we don't ex- want you to lie, excuse for um, having a reason to get your extra meds. And then set those aside. And when you get your new meds, place the ones that you set aside into, you know, rotate them. If it's not a highly controlled substance, you can often just be straight up and say, hey, I would like to have a little bit of extra around the house so I don't have to get it right at this instant and I'm not in trouble immediately if I run out. I'd like to have a little bit of extra. Can you write me a couple weeks ahead? And if it's not a deeply controlled substance, they will often do that. Yeah, welcome to Iowa, good people. We're in Iowa now. Expect less road noise from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Iowa's roads are a little better than Missouri. Now, I may have to do some sudden stopping. I'll try not to. Uh, we have a large Amish community around Milton. We're in Milton, Iowa. Well, we're near Milton, Iowa. So if you want to look on a map where we're near, today we're near Milton, Iowa. Now, I'm going to... We don't get paid by any sponsors for this show. There's no, no endorsements. No paid endorsements. But if you're ever in Milton, Iowa, let me tell you, the, the cheese place in Milton, which we should be able to see here, I don't remember the name of it. It's, yeah, I'll say it right over there. The cheese place over here is the, they make the best cheese curds in the world. Milton Creamery, I think they call it. Yeah, there it is right there. The, all the cheese curds are to die for. And they're very inexpensive if you stop in and buy their stuff in Milton, Iowa. So that's your that's your Midwest tip for today. Now, if you go to their, they have a, a website, and you can order their uber fancy cheeses, and they're not cheap. They're, I mean, they're pretty expensive. I got to admit, they're like oh, kind of expensive, but they're really good. And she's like, let's get on with it. Yeah, yeah. 
Sorry. You tend to rabbit off after I do. After Anna. But we're ideas. In, we're <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So suppose you were hurting for the drug and you stop and talk to the pharmacist and the guy realizes there's a problem. It's something that's not hugely horribly controlled. The pharmacist could give you a little a uh, couple days worth if he knew exactly what you needed and the size of the drug, the dosage of the drug you were supposed to take, he'd give you two days' worth. Do you know that? I do. And do you have that information on somewhere other than your cell phone in case the electronics aren't working and you can't get there? I do. Yeah, if you have this information but it's all in the cloud, you kind of don't have it in this situation. No, let me tell you how I have this information. Remember we said we have these little get-home bags that we have? Well, what... Uh, Spice is done. She's taken our medications that we take, and we, we do take each take a couple medications. We've had some, some health issues in the past. No, nothing major, but, well, we've had some serious health issues, but the medication isn't we die if we don't take one tomorrow. Nothing like that. So what she's done is she's taken these, and she's taken them and put them in these little bitty plastic bags, and then she's carefully labeled not only uh, so that I know, but... Like, say, for example, my, I have a little bit of high blood pressure, so I take a lisinopril, and I take 10 milligrams. So she's labeled in the bag that she's put the little spares in, lisinopril, 10 milligrams. Once a day, Once, Ken. Yeah, exactly. So I know, and if I needed to show the pharmacist, I could go, oh, well, here's, here's what I take. Yep. So now I live in a small town. We live in a small town. We're, the pharmacy we're talking about, they know that. I mean... I've watched the people's kids play basketball. I mean, we know each other. You know what I'm saying? This is, we have a relationship. We're not tight or anything like that, but we do know each other. So, At any rate, it's information you want to have. It's information you want to have. Somehow or other, not on your phone. Uh, we're going to keep coming back to that not on your phone thing, aren't we? And not solely in the cloud. And not solely in the cloud. Having stuff in the cloud can be really handy because then if you are not, don't have your usual access, you can still get to stuff. But not in the cloud backups can be important too. Okay. Okay. So that answer that? Yeah. All right. Now you've uh, getting to be just half mile from home here. Yeah, because I mean, if, when I if, when I get to my place, where I'm going. If it's a business trip, if I don't have internet, I'll just turn around and go home. Because literally everything I do requires internet in this job. It just, it's a part of what I do. It would be like going to the uh, person going to the crew, crew a ship, and you get there, and there's no motor, or there's no, they've, they've pulled the engines. There's no water. <laughs> You're not doing anything. You're just going home because there's nothing physically to do. So that's the situation where I'm in when it comes to, you know, the Internet. So if the Internet's not working, I go home. So I'm going home. I go to the pharmacist. I try. Whether they will do it or not, I don't know. We've, we've dealt with that part of it, so we'll say you've got it. On the last leg of the journey, now you see there's a real problem. Because a uh, house a couple of uh, blocks away... From the place, had a fire. From the place or from my not, house? Not the place you were heading. Not the place in capital letters. Okay, where am Just, I heading? Home? Uh, you were heading home. Okay. 
but a house a couple of blocks away had a fire. And because there was a fire, what do you do? You call 911. Well, not today. There was a delay getting the uh, fire people uh, alerted and getting the fire people there. Fire spread in the meantime. It was a cloudy and windy day. So you can't get home right now. I don't know about you. I'm starting to think this is a mess. First thing I want to do is connect with the people I want to connect with. In my case, that's Salty here. Where are we going to meet? Well, if we can't get home. In town, but not home. If I'm going to get into town but not home, I will go to the man cave. Now, I'm not going to give you directions of, of or <laughs> you're not going to get to learn very much about the man cave other than to know there is a man cave. It is a, a separate location. It is my secret lair. But not so secret that I don't know how to find it. Oh, she knows how to find it. I even actually keep a place for her to sit in the man cave, which is mostly, but not completely, covered with my crap. <laughs> so we have to, we may have to move cameras or whatever out of the way for her to, but that's probably, um, uh, everybody probably has that second location that they go to. Now, I mean, I have a second location that's quite that you know, tied to them, but you'll have a brother, a sister, a parent's house, something. This is ours. And we know that that's our in-town alternate location if there's an issue with the house. And everybody in the family should know what that secondary location is and know that that's the plan if they can't get to the house. Because if you don't have cell phones, you're going to have to find each other physically. Right. Now, I'm going to throw out the scenario. I don't know if you got this next, but let's say I can't even get into town. It's blocked off. There's been a chemical spill, and I, they've evacuated town. Something bad happened. Yep. What do I do? Well, I know what I do because we have a plan. If we can't get into our house, we meet at her office. Yep. If we're in town but not at the house, it's the man cave. My office is in a different town. Her office is in a different town. So if we can't get into our town? Many miles. Well, not many miles, but, you know, uh, 20 miles away. Let's just say 20 miles. That's pretty close. So we're going to meet there. Yep. And if we can't get there? We go to the place. We go to the place. And uh, if for some reason we can't meet up there, which I can't really understand why we would do that, we have a fourth option. We will both work to get in touch with and work through Mammy, who you've seen as another contributor on our website. That's my sister. So we have a distant point of contact that we can both try and get a hold of if nothing else is working. And we've got several successively farther away from home prearranged meeting places if we can't get in contact and we want to find each other. We're not freaking out about how to find each other, and we're not running around like chickens with our heads cut off, looking here and looking there and asking people, and they're distracted, and it's not a mess because we know where to go to find each other. 
and this is all planned out ahead of time, and we there's no no question about any of this. We know she Stone Cold will be here, here, or here, or unable to get there. Here is a uh, related point. If the phones were down, where would you go if you needed firefighters, if you needed police, if you needed an ambulance? Do you know where the nearest connection points are and how you could get there fairly rapidly and easily? In our town, it's not tricky. (laughs) You know, if I were to look out my boss's office, I look into the back of the fire station... (laughs) And there's only one, okay? And uh, we'll be sitting in our, we'll be sitting in our house and sitting in our living room. And all of a sudden, we'll start seeing these blue flashing lights go past. And that's because uh, the ambulance district is uh, a block block, away. Yeah, a block, two blocks down the, you know. So, I mean, with our town, our ambulance district is right there. The police station is two blocks the other way. Yep. Uh, the fire department's two blocks. In other words, they're spread all over town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our town isn't very big. I work four blocks from home. So if we've had this kind of a kind of a deal, and if, you know, I'll stay at work whether I can work or not, because that's, you know, you never know when it'll come back on. Um, but, uh, you know, what she'll do, whether she'll... Her work does not depend on the internet, so she'll. Knowing her, she'll work the day. You know, she'll go ahead and do what she does. I uh, may have to um, do some mental health care on some people I normally work with, though. <laughs> some of the people I normally work with are younger. Oh my! How? Younger people, yeah, we personally don't have kids to worry about, but that's the last point I wanted to bring up about this. What about the kids? Do they have maps if they need to get somewhere? Can they actually read a map? Do they have cash if they need cash to get home or to have their... Um, I'm sorry, the camera, the camera you just had. I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm stopping in a, in a town and taking a picture of something that I want to record. So you go right ahead. Do they have cash if they need to buy gas or if they're younger, if they're, they need to help their driver buy gas to get them there? Do they know where they're supposed to meet? And how are they going to cope when they're out of contact? A lot of the younger people I work with have never been out of contact with their family members in an emergency situation for more than 10 minutes at a time. And when it does happen to them, they really don't deal with it well. So you want to make sure your kids have the self-sufficiency. Oh, so we're, we're sitting here and watching a huge train of uh, minis. Roadsters. PT Mini Cruiser Roadsters. Well, mini Roadsters. Not, not, they're not, the, oh, okay. they're not PT Cruisers. They're, they're minis. Okay. She's not a car girl. Hey, but I'll tell you what. If you show her the flash of any military jet, she can nail that thing. <laughs> Here's the side, just because it's sometimes fun to do a size. We're, so we're driving into St. Louis. We're driving into St. Louis from the north, coming in, and we're coming towards the bridge on 64. And she's like, oh, wow, yeah, there's a flight of 
uh, FA-18 Hornets. Right over there. And I'm like, why would there be a flight of FA-18 Hornets? We didn't know the Blue Angels were in town doing an air show. So, you know, like, I was so proud of her. I was, it was a proud <laughs> yes. moment. Yeah, not only did she nail the fact that it was, it was, you know, a flight of, you know, she knew that they were FA-18 Hornets from miles away with just seeing a flash of the, of the silhouette. I have never been so proud in my <laughs> life of a person. I mean, that is two thumbs up knowledge. So, sorry, I digress. So, yeah, that was the last deal is to think about how your kids are going to deal with the situation and get them used to dealing things if you're not able to hold their hand at every moment electronically. A, if you got kids and they're, they're millennials or younger, this is a real deal. It's a real problem. And I don't think people realize the problem they have. Now, we, we've been out, we're divers, as you know. We've been out on dive boats, and we've seen kids literally freaking out on the fact they could not take their phone underwater with them. They could not deal with the fact that they were losing cell signal because we're going out on a, on a dive. I've seen people of that age get extremely uncomfortable when we go out into the natural world, which my job occasionally requires, to places where they don't have cell reception. We're like, well, what will we do if something happens? How will we get help? Well, you got a plan to help yourselves, guys. That's kind of what we do. Yeah, I'm going to leave this scenario behind yeah. with, with just this thought of, of, you know, we, the older generation, I think understand self-sufficiency a lot more. And it's kind of our responsibility, our duty as, as people who grew up in an age where self-sufficiency was at least something that you had to think about when I grew up, when I was a kid. Now, I'm not going to do one of these, I walked to school seven miles uphill each way in the snow with 100-degree heat. No, I'm not, not talking about that stuff. But, you know, when we were kids, we had a responsibility and a freedom that these kids don't have. Okay, we, we as adults have done this. This is on us. This isn't on them. This is on us. We have created people who are dependent upon us to make decisions for them. At least at some point in our childhoods, we're probably all at that point when everybody is out of reach and you've got to figure out how the heck to deal with a problem and get yourself home. They don't. And they never have. They've never had They to just... It's not only a practical problem because they haven't developed practical skills, but it's also very much a psychological problem in that they feel very cut off and exposed and endangered. And they get very anxious, some of them, when they don't have access to that. I think a large part of this is, is really on the adults because a large part of this whole, you know, we need to, to keep the kids and get in touch with the kids is our needs to feel that we're doing something to keep our children safe at all times. This is, this is something that we, how I, getting them this phone and, and giving them this connectivity is how I keep my child safe. But I think people have really gone way, 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 way overboard in allowing access to instant connectivity that may go away and if it does go away these kids are not prepared they're not ready they don't know what to do 
So I would advise any parent to take remedial steps right away to make sure that if their child does lose connectivity, they can't do the, the phone thing for any amount of time, that they can handle it, they can deal with it, they can, you know, I, I don't really know how to do that, but, you know, you're smart people. I just threw this out there to you just to think about because I think you're doing your child a disservice by keeping them tied to you at all times with electronic devices. Okay, so that's that's our podcast for this time. So We made it home. We're together. We're safe. Life is good. We're thriving. And that's the whole point. That's the whole point. That's right. Well, we, we thrive we no matter what life throws at you. We really hope none of this happens, but if it is, great to be ready. And if it isn't, we didn't hurt a thing. We didn't hurt a thing. So. Have a good day. This is Spice signing off. See ya.